Good morning and welcome to today's daily devotion, your daily PPE, your daily podcast from the wisdom books, the Psalms, the Proverbs, and the Ecclesiastes. Today we're going to be back in Psalms 78. We're going to be looking at verses 17 through 31. It is February the 7th. It is Monday morning and welcome to another beautiful yet cold week ahead of us. We still have snow on the ground here and uh, as I'm going through this devotion I'm looking at all the shoveling of my driveway that I'm going to have to do today. But God's in control. Thank God that uh, I'm able to get up and do it right. So anyway enough about me. Let's get into God's word. Psalm 78 Excuse me, verses 17 through 31. The title of today's devotion is God's Desire. Verse number 17, Asaph, the writer of this psalm, says, Yet they kept on sinning against him. And the they, once again, that he's referring to here is the Israelites. Asaph is reflecting on how disobedient and rebellion rebellious that the Israelites were, and yet God loved them enough to provide for them. And he does the same thing for us. He goes on to say, yet they kept on sinning against him, rebelling against his, against the most high in the desert. They stubbornly tested God in their hearts, demanding the foods they craved. Yet even, they even spoke against God himself, saying, God can't give us food in the wilderness. Yes, he can strike a rock so water gushes out, but he can't give us, give his people bread and meat. Let's just stop right there for just a few moments. And uh, let's look at these first four verses. God repeatedly, the Bible tells us here and Asaph tells us, God repeatedly did great and amazing things for Israel as he does for us all the time. Uh, For Israel, he took them out of the land of Egypt. He rescued them. He redeemed them. Uh, He preserved them in the wilderness. He provided for them in the wilderness, water and food. And yet Israel's response was to sin even more and to rebel against God. Um, The sin was that God provided the needs of the people, but they demanded more. God gave them manna. Soon they wanted meat. God provided food that they needed, but they had things they wanted. And it it was this way that they tested the Lord. The thing is, is God always promises us that he will provide for our needs, but he never said that he would provide for our wants. And we could say that Israel sinned in a couple of ways here. First, they were as, they was dissatisfied with the provision that God had given them. They didn't like what God done or what he had done already. And they thought, and this is probably the biggest one, <clears throat> they thought that God couldn't give them what they wanted. They believed that him providing meat for them was beyond his power, that he wasn't as powerful as what they had experienced in Egypt, or in our case, as Egypt always represents the world, we always are are thinking that uh, God can't provide what the world can. 
Yeah, he can strike the, the rock and water can come out, but he can't give us bread and meat. And so with these kinds of words, they tested God. They expressed their lack of faith in his power and a lack of trust in his care. Uh, they didn't believe they, that God could feed them in the wilderness. And this doubt, <clears throat> this is the doubt that Satan put in Eve's mind as she talked to the serpent in the garden. It's one of the oldest tricks in the book. We tell God, and we sometimes do this all the time, we may not relate it to sin, as the Bible does here, but we often pray, maybe sometimes every day, the way that we want things to go instead of praying God's will in our lives. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, sometimes we don't equate this to sin, the way that we relate or the way that we pray, or we might not think it's sin. We may think it's more along the lines of seeking and, and knocking uh, and, and going after the things that we, we want instead of the things that we need. And uh, I'm sure we've all been guilty of this at times, uh, especially in times when we don't think God answers in a timely manner or answers the way that we want. And so the ideal here is, is that God gave them what they needed, but they always wanted more. They wasn't satisfied with God's plan or his provision they wasn't satisfied with his deliverance. The truth about this is, is this is fleshly craving and craving things of the world. And the truth of the matter is, is the world will never satisfy us and the things of the world will never satisfy us. We'll, we'll always want more and we'll never have enough. And most of the time, honestly, this is where we need to say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the things that I've asked for. I'm sorry for the things that I've wanted. Please forgive me. And and the great thing about the Lord is, is he does. He will. God loves us. And uh, he wants to do great and wonderful things in and through our lives if we will just trust in him. Let's move on. Let's read all the way down to verse number 31. Verse number 21 says, When the Lord heard them, he was furious. The fire of his wrath burned against Jacob. Yes, his anger rose against Israel, for they did not believe God or trust him to care for them. But he commanded the skies to open. He opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. They ate the food of angels, and God gave them all they could hold. This is the manna we was talking about. Actually, angel food. Verse number 26, he released the east winds in the heavens and guided the south wind by his mighty power. He rained down meat as thick as dust, birds as plentiful as the sand on the seashore. He caused the birds to fall within their camp and all around their tents. The people ate their fill. He gave them what they craved. But before they satisfied their craving, while the meat was yet in their mouths, the anger of the Lord rose against them, and he killed their strongest men. He struck down the finest of Israel's young men. Does this seem a little bit much? Maybe at first glance it does. Um, maybe it seems as though God's temper got the best of them. 
<clears throat> maybe the squeaky wheel got the, the oil, they got what they wanted, but they died for it. Romans one twenty eight, Paul points out a similar sin or a similar situation. He says, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Paul points out the same sin in Romans that's pointed out here by Asaph in Psalms. It's the same sin, failing to acknowledge God or failing to trust in God. In both cases, it's God's anger against sin, not against the people or against man, but it's against sin. With the Israelites, the craving was food. With the, the people at Rome, it was a craving of, a, of a, uh, an abominable lifestyle. But both are the same. They're both sin. It's not a personal item or items or it's not a person or a person's. It's the condition of a heart. It's an evil desire. God doesn't categorize sin like we do. Sin is basically a disobedience to his commands. And when our hearts crave this sin more than it craves the ways of God or the closeness of God, then it's our choice. It's our desires. And and he gives us and allows us sometimes to have what we want, even if it's destructive. <clears throat> Here's the deal is God will never force anyone or any one of us to do what he wants. God's a God of love, not of forceful obedience. God's desire is that our hearts would be changed, that our hearts would become one with him, that we would turn our nature and our desires over to him because he loves us. This is what Asaph is getting at as he writes about these ways and the kind of will. This is the, the heart that God desires to teach us and to teach the next generation. A heart like his. To, heart, to have a heart that will go after God and the things of God. To turn away from evil and the evil one and the evil rule that tries to overtake our hearts. To become truly like him in all ways of our lives and to truly allow the Holy Spirit to reign in our lives 24-7. This is God's desire and this is the desire of of God for the hearts of the people in this generation and to teach the next generation. But it can only happen through the power of the Holy Spirit. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to do the work that he needs to be done in your life today? I hope that you will. God, I pray that you would bless each and every one that's listening today, Father. I pray that you would anoint, heal their hearts, and God, I pray that we would allow you to have your way in our hearts. God, forgive us when we don't understand and when we ask for something we don't need. But God, help us to seek after a heart like yours and to love like you do in all that we do. Help us to go after your desires, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> God bless you and thank you for joining me today. Lord willing, I'll be back with you again tomorrow. I'm praying and believing God to do great things in your life and uh, I hope and pray and believe that he will today. I hope you have a wonderful week, a wonderful day. Stay warm, stay safe, and Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow.